In a world where magic is everywhere, monsters are real, and inhibitions are non-existent, Atlantis is the most coveted destination, and pirates make all the rules. That's right. The Dangerous Tides Kickstarter is live. We're bringing you six brand new books from authors like Katie Robert and C.M. Nascosta. These ultra-spicy fantasy books feature sirens, kidnappings, aliens, disguises, monsters, sex magic, second chances, and so much more that can't be mentioned in polite company. They combine otherworldly adventure with sweeping romance in a way that will keep your heart racing from start to finish. By backing the Kickstarter, you can read these books this month. Of course, we've also got foiled special editions with sprayed edges in hardback and paperback, gorgeous art, and swag, which you'll have in your hands this fall. The Kickstarter will be over in the blink of an eye, so don't miss it. This is the only place you can get these special editions and swag, not to mention getting the ebooks five months earlier than they're available to anyone else. This is your invitation to unlock the secrets of Atlantis. So click the link in the show notes and enter at your own risk. Welcome to Bonkers Romance, the podcast that celebrates fearless romance creators. I'm Jenny Nordback. And I'm Melody Carlisle. Okay, we've decided on the next show that we're going to do bonus episodes about for the Temple of Defiant Joy. We're going to be coming <laughs> at you with the newest season of Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. We deserve it. After Sexless End the City. That's right. We need some sexual tension. Ah, we really need it. And I feel like it's going to be especially interesting to hear two (laughs) slutty moms talk about a show where, like, the robot Lana would be our actual nemesis if we ever (laughs) met her. You know what I mean? Just smash it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, we're old, and there's no denying that. (laughs) But I feel like that just makes us slutty and wise. You know, <laughs> be like, mm, if the robot is in pieces, can she stop me? No, she can't. <laughs> in other temple news, if you sign up before March 6th at the Joybringer tier or higher, you will get Naima Simone's <laughs> with love from Rose Bend before it comes out to the public. Uh-huh. And also The Dragon's Bride uh-huh. by Katie fucking Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a big announcement about the next round of exclusive artwork. Eee! We took a poll and we are going to be commissioning a piece of artwork for Stocked by the Kraken by Lillian Lark. We get tentacle porn. Oh, and they MG. did vote for not safe for work art. I'm sorry it's happening. They did. So, like, tentacle stuffing is on the table, is all yep. we're saying. <laughs> it might even be tentacle stuffing on a table. It's... Oh, what? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, Jenny, we have to thank everyone who's rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify because it means the world. Going over there and reading them makes editing, like, much less cumbersome, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And 
I'm gonna throw out a challenge right now and I think we can do it. I think that we can get to 500 reviews on Apple Podcasts by the end of 2022. We've got 10 months. I might be brainstorming ridiculous rewards that could manifest if this happens, (laughs) but I am too smart not to throw them out or to throw them out without asking Melody first. That's right. We're maniacal, but we're a maniacal team. Yep, yep. This is a partnership. (laughs) Next week, our episode is going to be recapping the Mummy movie. It was my very first time seeing it. So if you want Jenny's reaction to seeing the mummy for the first time rm virtues came and recapped it with us and it was a romp rm virtues was so much fun and i got like a special peek at archaeologist jenny like that was (laughs) that was its own adventure Today, though, we are joined by Bonkers Maven, Robin Levitt. We are recapping the Maybon Feast by CM Nascosta. Here we go. Oh, hello. It's a holiday today. It's a big, giant holiday because the patron saint of Bonkers is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're a little bit excited. <laughs> We're, I mean, I personally am a little bit obsessed. Like, you know, they know this about me already. <laughs> I feel like I have to cut in there with like a highlight reel of the things Melody has said in the past about Robin Lovett. <laughs> Robin oh, Lovett's no. here! Oh! oh my God, you all are hilarious. I've been so excited you. about this. I mean, I've loved you from afar. Like your show is <sighs> the name of your temple is like when I heard it, I practically started crying. I was, I just had so much joy. I was like, bonkers, love, joy. Like this is a whole like holy worship, like thing. (laughs) Your show is magical and you're doing a public service and I can't thank you all for it enough. Our Romance Idea community is far and away a richer place for what you're doing. Oh, thank you, Robin. That's really nice. Yeah, same. (laughs) Same. Yeah. (laughs) It's a community fest here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I've especially been excited about today because I have wanted to hear you talk about what is bonkers to you and like what what I don't know, because you feel like a person who understands the contribution that bonkers romance gives to the world and to readers. And I just can't wait to hear your thoughts. I mean, it it gets a little bit haywire because it's what does it mean to read a Mm. bonkers book and what does it mean to write Mm -hmm. a bonkers book, right? I mean, and they, they intersect a lot, but what defines a bonkers book for me is that it leans against the tropes, like that the author is just constantly leaning in is literally just Mm. the gesture that I just keep thinking like the entire time I'm writing it's always like a a leaning against the walls of convention and the best bonkers writers are almost always connoisseurs of the genre Right. right who understand where the lines are and that means you trust them yes 
because it's a trustworthy experience where if I don't trust that, and you can tell, you know what I'm saying? Like you can tell when you're reading, like if the person is a romance you know, yeah, yeah, lover yeah. connoisseur when they're walking the line. And it has a lot to do with us not being afraid to want what we want. Whoa. Hmm. That there's no such thing as wanting something as long as it's consensual and doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> there's no such thing as it being bad. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like to want and to desire is in fact good for us. And that the more you can push against what is conventional, the more it essentially frees us. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like pushing against those constraints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how good for us it is, is like, you know, cause so many of us are like caretakers of the people we love in our daily lives and getting to think about what we want mm. in the form of it being the most bonkers fun thing ever it's basically therapy, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, really, for me, it is definitely. Is that you expressing the reader side or the writer side of it? I mean, it's both. I mean, it's therapeutic for me to write mm. it too. Good heavens. I, I like, whenever I sit down to write, I'm just like, how lucky am I? <laughs> like, it's a beautiful thing to get to just, and dude, most recently readers have been like, <laughs> There was one book where some of my reviewers were like, it wasn't quite as bonkers as the last one. And I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I honest, but honestly, it was very freeing because I was like, oh, I don't have to filter. Okay. Because oh, <laughs> honestly, even as bonkers as the books are, like I tend to, to edit. Right, right, right. But that is such a bar to have set for yourself that yeah. now the expectation <laughs> is know. like, all right, you got to be bonkers. <laughs> that, that's one of the hard things about the bonkers. Like it's like where it's it's not always just about pushing the bonkers bar, mm. right? It has to also have meaning to it. Like it has to have a real core of like that the bonkersness actually takes you deeper into what is meaningful right. about a romance and a love story and what it means to fall in love and searching, you know, the true nature of what it means to desire, etc. Yeah, because I feel like you can tell when you're just like you can tell, like when you're reading something, or, you know, listening to an audiobook where you can tell the person like just doesn't, they're just not into it. You know, I feel like it, yep. it just comes off of the media. And then same thing with the idea of like, whether or not the author believes in their thesis or if they have an overall thesis or ethos. Yes. You can tell the the authors or the the works that are just sort of like flashy and doing things for the sake of the gasp and not with anything behind it. Hmm. Exactly. It's not about shock value. And this is why I often say that there's we can actually sit and analyze a really high quality bonkers book. We can sit and analyze the symbolism of it and what it actually means. Almost like you would a literary novel. And I'm really not no, joking I, about yes, this. Yeah. And that in general, like I, I really do think, I don't know if we want to get into what I think things symbolize. Maybe that's really yes, we no, do. Any, I could <laughs> no, say it out loud. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, like just as a jumping off point, I really think that the faded mates thing 
and this gets into my core belief about romance actually that it's actually a symbol for our relationship with ourselves mm-hmm. people don't talk about this very much and maybe i'm weird but i i really believe that when you pick up a romance novel it's like having a love affair with yourself mm-hmm. yeah that essentially we are like every time that i read a romance novel or when i'm writing a romance novel i'm literally teaching myself how to love myself mm-hmm. i have not thought about it that way but i like it I mean, this is me being super literary, that it's essentially our egos are like our, our id versus our ego. Like they're like, you know, it's like learning to love yourself. That's why like I went through this huge period where I wrote nothing but enemies to lovers because I really hated myself Aww. for those years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've since tried to go back and write enemies to lovers. And I've been through a lot of therapy and I really don't know how to write them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's just an example. Oh, that that is makes funny. me really it, happy, actually. It makes me think a lot more about core stories, like, though. In my books. Ooh, yeah. What'd you say? It makes me think more about core stories and, like, the author friends I have where I really have my thumb on the pulse of what their core story is and then, like, what yes. does that say about them as a human and an author and, yeah. Absolutely. Says a lot. I mean, no matter what authors, no matter what we do, ourselves end up on the page. And frequently I try not to analyze it too much because there's usually more information than I really want to see about myself. (laughs) But it is important to at least be, I think, to be conscious of what it is about yourself that's ending up on the page because then you can cultivate a much stronger book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know where you're going and what it is your core trying to communicate. Right. Well, correct me if I'm wrong because I've sort of... I think this that one of your core like elements, one of your core stories. Oh, I want to hear it. Tell me, tell me, tell me what do you think uh, it is? I think I'm so curious. I think that a lot of your work communicates that sex, desire, love, all of these things are not only like therapeutic, but also sometimes literally medicinal. Yeah. Like it's so much yes. about care of the body, of the spirit, of the mind, like that holistic kind of care yeah and that love is healing yes sex is healing literally yes and this is why actually i my core theme doesn't wouldn't even completely that core theme doesn't completely work in contemporary Mm. right because if i in contemporary in real life love doesn't cure a sickness it doesn't cure an illness right love is therapeutic but it's not going to like cure your mental health disorder right but like it is healing though. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's on a really deep visceral level and it's really hard to explain. And we don't really have words mm-hmm. for that. But when I can put it in the context of a bonkers sci-fi with aliens and sex magic and aphrodisiac venom <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> antibodies that literally <laughs> cure you from a virus. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> Sex is healing yeah. and it's so therapeutic to get to write it. It's it's a beautiful thing. So that's awesome. Yeah. You're right. It ah, is. Totally. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you got it on the nose. <laughs> um, Melody, you mentioned audiobooks, and I think they're, you know, oh, might might be a little tidbit that oh. you two have been holding out on people. Well, and... should we make this the announcement? I, I mean, think like, we have to. I'm blushing, everybody. Oh, oh no. Say it. I, I stalked Robin Lovett. <laughs> my internet stalked her. I forced her to be my friend. I said, hello. Oh, my 
Oh. I loved it. <laughs> I'm equally stalkerish. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we're going to, I'm going to narrate the Toxic Desire series. I'm super, the, the Toxic Planet series. Jesus. It's, it's a Toxic Desire, Planted of, Planet yeah. of Desire series that we all lovingly just know as the Sex, the sex Planet, planet books. books. It's fine. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm saying like it's Sex Planet. Like, yeah, what are you calling it? <laughs> if Amazon would allow me to call it that, you know, if book vendors would allow yeah, yeah, me yeah. to say Sex Planet series, I would. It, <laughs> it is. But I'm going to say it over and over, Planet of Desire series so that you can all find it on Google. <laughs> <laughs> Melody is in on I'm so excited that you're going to lend your voice to this series. I'm, I'm like, so excited. I, I, I have, I can't lie. I have listened to that joint podcast that you did with Smart Bitches with TV Heaving Bosoms. Uh-huh. That was Toxic Desire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because like that was how I essentially was introduced also to you. Also to you. Me to episode. you. Yeah. yeah exactly. That was our meet like, cute. It was like, it was our meet cute. <laughs> <laughs> that episode. And I forget when, but recently I went back and listened to it again. And it was so funny. Like I laughed so, like stitches, like belly laughter. I love that episode so much because it's, it's like even the spots where it's like, you're poking fun at the book. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. I loved it so much. And I love your voice and the way you talk about the books. And I am so excited for you to hear you read them. Oh, like, I'm, I'm really stoked I'm not, about it. Wait, I'm in, I'm in heaven about this whole yeah, thing. same. So. Same. So yeah, it's cause <laughs> the first book's going to come out in 2022 at some point. Like, I'll let you know. And I wrote extra things. Yes. It's like different. <gasps> I like did a new edition. Yeah. Oh. I like changed the things. I, I did the ultimate thing that every yeah. author ever wants to do. And I went back into the book and I changed all the things that I wanted <laughs> to change from like five years ago or whatever. And I added like... There's like four extra sec- sex scenes. Oh. There's, yeah, I expanded gifts. like three or four sex scenes uh-huh. because I was reading them and I was like, wow, I wasn't leaning in as much then as I am now. So I was like, this was like a skim. Like, I, well, I would do sex scenes that were montages is what I call mm. them. When you like, you vast go through like the blocking yeah, basically yeah, yeah. and just say what pose they were doing and like, you know, how many orgasms there were and whatever. And instead I like, I like, you know, actually filled in the. We deserve this. We deserve nice things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's yeah. a there's a bonus epilogue where she goes back to the Sizdes planet. <laughs> yes. Yes. I actually wrote them going to the Sizdes planet. And That's really exciting. No one else has read it. Have you even read it? No, I haven't me? gotten to it yet. So literally I'm no so one excited. has seen that scene but me. <laughs> no, but we chatted like it, it through. We'll see. I'm stoked about it. Yeah, I think I hope you love yeah. it. I have no doubt. It was so much fun. I can't yeah, wait. I'm really, I'm, so I'm really excited. And I'm especially excited because it it feels like it's the book you want it to be now. And I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. That makes mm-hmm. me really, really happy. Yeah, so anyway, cool. yeah. coming soon. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Cannot wait. All right. <laughs> Should we talk about our book this week? Yes. Okay. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yes, we should. Okay, but first, we have to wait, make Jenny wait even longer, because we're going to do some quick updates. All right. Oh, hey, it's temple update time. This month, we're back on our bullshit, with Katie regaling us with more fertile in my ex-boyfriend's dungeon. 
And I can neither confirm nor deny that we discover an actual hard limit for Katie. Hannah Witten is also going to stop by to give us all of her best spooky season wrecks. In book club news, everyone in the Joybringer tier and Celebrant tier can download their ebook copies of My Wicked Prince by Molly O'Keefe and the entire audiobook collection of Court of the Vampire Queen by the one and only Katie Robert. Finally, Joybringers and Celebrants can check out all the digital art we've created for the temple. It's all on one convenient page waiting for you. If you want to get in on any of this goodness, head to bonkersromance.com temple and sign up. All right, back to the show. I have waited long enough. Give me. Oh my God. I cannot believe that I tricked you into letting me do another spider hero, Jenny. I don't know why you keep letting me do this. I forgot this was a spider hero. (laughs) This was my first spider book, y'all. Really? Except for the episode of yours that you did in the fall that I listened to. I hadn't actually read it, but this was my first (gasps) spider read. Like my cherry. Oh my God. I love a spider. I didn't know. So hot. (laughs) I mean, like the webs and the legs and the eyes and the venom and okay the okay. eyes oh my god i cannot right now oh my god okay so we oh read god. the maybon <laughs> feast by cm Nascosta. it is one of her novellas still in cambrick creek but you know it's it's one of the witchy sort of like interstitial kind of situations so it's a bite-sized, like, 72 pages, which was perfect for me this week. It was a great length. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it was really, like a, really a nice. A little deli- delicacy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, all right, what's the heroine's name again? I remember his oh, name. Oh, Ladybug. Everybody Ladybug. calls her Ladybug. Her name is Ladybug. She's such a sweetie. Oh. And then he calls her Little Bug. Oh, my God. Later. When we get to this sex, so he starts calling her <laughs> Little Bug. Let me have you, I'm sorry, Little was Bug. I'm sorry, give that away? No, you're perfect. Let me have you, Little Bug. That's what you can look <laughs> forward to, Jenny. Okay? <laughs> and he is a bug? He's a bug. He's an Is, is she literally a bug? An, no, no, she's a lady. She's a human lady. No, no, she's a human. Yeah. She's like full-size human. Just a lady woman. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a witch. Also a witch. Oh, excellent. Yes. She's a witch. And she recently has been cast out from the Cambrick Creek Coven, even though she is a descendant of like one of the founding families and her bitches were big deals all throughout this coven's history and stuff. But her mother died when she was a child, and then only, like, a few years ago, the rest of her aunts died. And so she was trying to, like, be in the coven to have that sense of belonging. Mm. But our beautiful ladybug is also incredibly socially awkward. And, like, (laughs) she talks about peopling. She's like... I talk about yeah. peopling. Exactly. Like, do I have to people today? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, it's very relatable. She's the Jenny. Yeah. She held Nisha Sharma's phone yeah. while Nisha Sharma told stories about her honeymoon and her wedding. <laughs> this is the yes. thing I did, Robin, because I was like, I don't belong in this social group. Let me just pretend I'm not here, and I will hold the phone and do a slideshow oh. for you. <laughs> Sure, Nisha loved she it. Did. Oh, Nisha. <laughs> but I was so awkward. 
awkward. <laughs> That's Ladybug. It's oh. so cute. Except that these coven witches uh, aren't awesome like Nisha and the rest of Romancelandia. Not at all. And they just exclude her. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and it's like a mystery, actually, like why she got kicked yeah. out. Like it's left to like the very end, actually. And so we're left kind of wondering, like, what happened? What happened? Yeah. Like, and for a long time, I thought it was like something social. Same. That had just been a misunderstanding. Same. And then I almost like when I found out what it was, I was like, yes, Jesus Christ. I know. Like- <laughs> I know. They, there's a, there's a little nugget tossed in at the beginning that you're like oh did I miss it I mean I don't know but there was a breadcrumb that I read and I was like that's a weird phrase for just like you know people (laughs) okay moving on (laughs) and then I got to the end and I was like no nose (laughs) yeah it's bad it turns out later that it's a good thing she got out of there yeah it's because she's a good person with Mm -hmm. fucking morals and standards and she's not going to be pushed Mm -hmm. around by assholes doing power plays okay exactly so she's kicked out of the coven does that mean she's like homeless and living in the forest or like what's the situation here she lives in the adams family yes. house oh that was what yes, i saw me too. like when she described this this except house with more like, herbs or, or like, everywhere <laughs> yes yeah except very much alive yeah. right not dead yeah. but like very much like the old victorian like up on the hill mm-hmm. with like the big gates and like the long drive that everyone in the neighborhood's like don't yeah, go there yeah yeah, yeah and that's where <laughs> which is it there. used to be a very communal sort of living space because she it was her and all of her aunts and they're mm. they, she never gives an exact number but she says that their presence and their personal personalities filled the space even when they weren't there and so she's really happy that she still has the house because you know it it has all of these wonderful memories it's incredibly secure she's only ever been safe and happy there but it does feel very empty and Mm. lonely i almost cried when she was talking about how lonely she felt. Poor ladybug. She's just very solitary mm-hmm. and just she doesn't doesn't like social situations. So she just doesn't go out. Even when she goes out, she doesn't really talk with people. So when he shows up, are we there yet? I think we're there, yeah. So she is having... I mean, there's a little prologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's having some financial issues because post-coven life has been tough because like she has clients who come to her for potions and medicinal tinctures and you know all the witchy business but people don't know that the reason she was kicked out of the coven is completely and utterly legit and respectable and how dare they and Mm. so she's lost some clients as a result because of like the rumors that are being passed around cambrick creek so she's like i think a solution to two of my problems is a border. Like one, monies, and two, not really so alone. A, a border like she's gonna sublet a room, not yes. a border like build the wall. Oh no, no, sorry. No, okay. a border. <laughs> subletter. <laughs> <laughs> someone someone and, and I was like that took a turn. A tenant. <laughs> a tenant. Yeah. Yes, that is the word that she used. But she just kind of cook for him a little it's bit. So, oh my it's god, so I can't cute. even begin. It's so it's fucking so cute. cute. Okay, so listen. <sighs> so she has this attic apartment, <gasps> and 
there was a Mothman. She was really excited about moving in, but he did say the attic apartment was too small. And that was a big blow because she was like, <laughs> I feel like Mothman could be the answer. <laughs> that was such a cute moment for me. <laughs> the personality so that just like zooms off of this novella is so fun. Yeah. yeah. And then she gets a call from this like really sort of reedy voiced. He's you know, he sounds a little bit ill man. Yeah. And she finds out that he is an Arachnean, I believe is how it might be said. Yes, that sounds great cool. to me. I had to look up how it was pronounced. I was very Yeah, confused. I mean, I, yeah, I read right. it so many times just to be sure. And I'm, I settled on Arachnean. Sounds good. So he's a spider centaur. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah yeah sexy. yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. can i just hot. say that prior to getting almost all this information there's a little prologue <gasps> yeah 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 tell us about the prologue where where she where where i mean like literally it's like the scent oh god the scent i swear like i think this this book is having sex with scent there is an aroma orgasm later i have never read a book and I'm now like jealous. I never thought I know, right? <laughs> it's like, like that, like scent is like sex in the air, like it, like, mm. like filling your nostrils. Like it is so. Yeah, hot. I don't know. Maybe you guys have read this in other books, but I, I don't not. remember reading this. Doesn't in another sound like book. I've read it to the level that you're talking about. Like I've had this sort of the orcs can give you like sex pheromones that like make sure. you very into them, but not like. Yeah. You know, like this scent is She talks like, about it being I mean, like we'll a black cloud almost. Yeah. Like it's just, it, like it's heavy on her body and she can feel it on all of her erogenous zones. Whoa. And she like feels it going In, inside in her. her. Like it goes like when in she breathes and opens like, yeah. her mouth and all of those things yeah. she can feel it like ensconcing oh. her and filling her and <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does some ish. Yeah. So she's going to meet this uh, dude, bro, and he comes to the house. He does knock on the door and she opens it and he I don't want to say he scuttles, but he <laughs> does sort of. He's super frail. Yeah. Like he's really skinny and she's actually like really worried for his. Yeah, health. like he's like he looks he's like he's sallow. like starving and like. I mean, he's super tall, like he's super big and like towers right. over her and stuff. But she literally in multiple places is like worried he's going to die yeah. oh, in the no. house. And how would she get him down the stairs? Because he's so no, for real. <laughs> so he's like, he's like huge, but she's he's she's like, I don't even know if his spindly legs can like hold the tiny amount of weight that his torso is compared to his carapace. Yeah. So not only that, but he, as soon as she opens the door, he, like, like basically bows in, like, this deferential... Wait, the bowing! Oh, oh my God. constantly bowing to her, Jenny. Okay? You do me great honor. He's oh. Next. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> hello. Yeah. Not that he talks much at all. He doesn't really speak No, much. but when like, he does, he, he says, makes like, maybe, count. like, two sentences. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Every word has value yes. when he speaks. So... He, he like bows to her and she she does like she's nervous. And so she's like, oh, hello. Ha, ha. So we're going gonna to show you the room. And like, I've lived here my whole life. And do you want to hear my whole story? And like, what are you into? What should we get you into in Cambridge Creek? Like, you can go hiking. <laughs> uh, like she's having a she's so really hard so time. cute. And I'm sure he thinks it's adorable. Yeah. And but like, he's so stoic so that she's like, I don't really yeah, know. She has no idea. 
she didn't see him smile till like way later yeah. in the book. Like he just does not smile. I feel like she didn't see him su- smile until he had been inside her at least once. Oh, yeah, like that's there was a good something sexual <laughs> that was his first smile. I forget what it was. Yeah, we got to find out. Oh, wait, was, wasn't it like when he found her clitoris? Yes. I think. I think it, it the, sm- the first smile was the finding He's the never had a smile. sex with a human person <gasps> before. He didn't know what a yeah, clitoris was. Yeah, he's never had sex parts? with a person who right, has well, a clitoris. Get me there. Let's get there. Oh, sorry, sorry. How do we get okay, there? Sorry, Jesus. We gotta, I skipped too much. No, I'm you're sorry. fine. I'm sorry. So she shows him the room and she's like really nervous because that mothman did say it was so small. And she's like, there's bathroom facilities. And then she thinks to herself, oh my God, they weren't designed for a spider man. Like, I don't know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and he's just like, nope, nope, this'll do. And she's like, okay, it's yours if you want it. And he's like, how soon can I move in? I have money. I can pay you for the rest of the month, like if I can move in today. And so she's like, sure, like that's fine. So all of a sudden, all of her problems are solved. There's like this giant envelope of cash in front of her bedroom door. And she's like, (gasps) it's like, yeah, her problems are solved. It's great. Amazing Spider Man. Uh And then we <laughs> and then we spend about, I don't know, thirty-two percent of the book without him. Like he's just what? he's yeah. just this like figure in the background because from May to like September, August or September, he yeah, it's he's long. not in sight. She doesn't hear him. She doesn't even yeah, she doesn't see him. She at doesn't all. See oh, him. I think I remember the author mentioning this on Twitter that it's like following spider biology. Yeah. Oh well, see, I don't, I don't know enough about like actual spiders to know, but that yeah, there's, there's like a season. Sort of yes. Oh, we're gonna get to the season. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. So she's like, I like sometimes I'm worried that he is like alive, you know, but like no weird smells are coming from the top. Like, does he eat? How does this work? And so she decides that because he's so frail, she's gonna cook him up an arachnean treat. And she cooks him this stew. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a stew that's full of goose, goose blood. <laughs> okay, he apparently loves it. <laughs> and she's like, "I hope he doesn't mind, but I need to put at least a root vegetable in here." Like, oh god. <laughs> so she like leaves it on the door and when she leaves it she sees that there is a grocery delivery and she's like okay okay so he is he is consuming things this is good he's not dead i think that was what she was honestly honestly (laughs) like is he still alive but it's really cute actually the thing that i like i thought was really adorable about Mm -hmm. this period was that like she's been so lonely yeah but at the same time, she she says this line that's like alone together hmm. because she like is so comforted by having him in the house. But like she's comforted by the fact that she doesn't have to talk to him either. Right. Like oh, she loves that. that there's no social awkwardness that she has to deal with. But he's there. Right. Like she can sense that he's there. Yeah. You know, like the I mean, there's definitely the sense of his presence kind of thing going on. Oh. And she loves yeah. it. Like that he's just there. They're alone together. It's it's so cute. So even though he's off the page, he's there, Hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. He's always on her mind. She starts thinking sexy thoughts about him, like, almost immediately. Uh, Like, Mm -hmm. even Even before... Yeah, even though she's like emaciated. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I think it's really, uh, what if he came with me to this festival that's in town? What? Don't, don't even think about it. (laughs) That's ridiculous. (laughs) That's like, it happens so much. (laughs) 
She thinks about taking him to a seance and how cool it would be to, like, have his presence, his solid presence next to her while, like, the ghosties are up in the rafters and stuff. yeah. She's, like, fantasizing about going on dates with them, basically. It's super cute. It's really cute. But then she gets to exist and do all of her normal things and live her life and still know that he's there and they're alone together. And it's really comforting to her. so cute. So... Uh, a couple of days later, the stew pot that she brought there is washed and set at her door. And then oh, after man, that, the dishes, he gives her gifts. Right? Yeah. So she leaves it. He like, doesn't he like leave, in the pot? There's seeds like, like licorice seed pods. And because she's a witch, she's like all into herbs yeah. and like plants. And she's like, oh, these are special. She like had to rush out and like look up what they were and was all like, oh, he must be from far away. He brought me presents. Yay! Yeah. She's like, like, this is so, so special. Cute. And it's like not only special because like I am legitimately into this stuff, but also because it seems like he's so far away away from home and he gave me something that is of his home like that's it's so meaningful to her and so she gives it like pride of place on her sunniest windowsill and she's like spritzing it all the time and she's (laughs) really going for it yay for seeds being romance yes i mean that's original no really very thoughtful oh man so then she makes him like a, a gray sludge that she is concerned about she, <laughs> and he eats it anyway. Yeah, she's like, I don't, I've never made this before. It, it I followed the recipe, you know, um, but hopefully yep. it's okay. And then she leaves it and she gets the pot back. And then he gives her like this beautiful, like little box with like jewels on the top or something, right? Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Like, he, yeah. Like, he just, like, he gives her all these, like, teensy gifts, and he's silent, Where and he's he not there. Where is he getting them from if he's not leaving the house? Well, we... Okay, but, but here's the thing. Do I want to I don't know. Should we wait? If I'm spoiling something, keep going. Okay, So, so, I mean, do spiders make a sound when they walk by? Oh, is he very sneaky? He's a slinky man, Jenny. You know, he did, she she has this phrase from one of her aunts that's like, "Beware the silent types" uh-huh. or something like that. And Look she out has for no the quiet idea just ones. how silent he is when he moves around the house. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't realize it until much later. So they've been more together than alone than she realizes. Oh. Probs. Precisely. Probs. <laughs> she realizes that he's probably basically been like walking by her bedroom. Yeah, door. she realizes like, like he could and she could have entered her bedroom and like stood there yeah, watching her sleep. Her she would have no idea yeah. because he's so slinky. Uh so okay we see her like living her life and then around august or so she goes out to find the cat that lives in her garden the cat that refuses to come inside no matter what she does for it which i think is very adorable and independent Mm -hmm. and live your life cat so (laughs) she's looking for the cat and then she sees a shadow like behind the shed and the shadow like stops and she's like what is it anzum Anzan. Anzan, yeah. yeah. Um, She's like, Anzan, is that you? And he's like, yes, it is. Because his voice is totally changed. (laughs) Yeah, it's like suddenly lowered. She's like, is that you? It's like lower. It's got a strength. She says that it didn't have Sorry, that is his name. That's the spider guy. Anzan is? Anzan, yeah. Okay. I thought he was pretending to be a cat. Okay, I'm with you now. (laughs) 
that would be hilarious. No. <laughs> <laughs> because his voice no, was different. So can... <laughs> Control save for later books. Please impersonate a cat hysterically for me. Thank you. All right. I'll, okay. I'll Sorry, I derailed us. No, 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 you're fine. So, but, so she's talking to him and she's like, oh, I'm just looking for my cat. And he's like, he's like, he's off on the left side of the property, stalking prey in the tall grass. That's where he, you know, likes to find stuff the most. And it's, he's like, your cat does you great honor. It's such a good hunter, leaving you sparrows all over the yard. And she's like, yeah, not my fave, but I like your attitude about it, basically. (laughs) There's this amazing part where, like, she says, like, the cat goes over towards the other property to hunt or Mm -hmm. something like that. And he goes. Would you prefer that property? Yeah. And the way he asked it makes it sound like he's going to get yeah. it for <laughs> She's like, no, 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 it's fine. I like my house. <laughs> and later on, he's, I feel like he says, like, I'll do anything for you. Like, just tell me what oh, it yeah. is. I will do anything oh, yeah. for you. Yeah. It's definitely very ominous. I think, I think there's so like hot. something that is so hot. So do we talk about her nighttime activities? No. Please, but now you have to. You have to. So, so the way that you find out at the beginning that she has been kicked out of this coven is that, like, you hear the head crone be like, "A witch who doesn't celebrate the Sabbath isn't even a witch." So I'm like, "What did she not like show up one day? You know, isn't that what?" Well, that's what I thought. I was like, "Did she skip the Sabbath?" It was like a sorority, and she didn't show up for like exactly. She leaves it a mystery at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But tell them about her nighttime activities. So this book is full of like, even the very first line is full of like moonlight imagery. Oh yeah. Like she talks a lot about the moonlight and no, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like even the way he looks and Zen, like he has like, doesn't he have like white stripes on his body? And I wonder if I feel like that's almost related to like the moonlight. Anyway. So she worships the moon, like, cycle, I Mm -hmm. think, like, is part of the religion. And she goes out and bears herself before the full moon. Yes, she does. She calls it sky-clad. She's sky-clad now. (laughs) Sky-clad. Oh, my God. I I thought that was so hot. Yeah. And except she's always just like, I feel like someone might be watching me. Could someone be looking at my beautiful buxom body? Of course, she looks around and there's no one's face. Nobody's there. (laughs) But there's like a dim light in the window. Yeah. But like, no, she can't see anybody like actually peeking over the windowsill. She's out in the moonlight. Like her her naked body is like bathed in moonlight. He doesn't need any lights in. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Oh, my God. It's so good. So she feels like, you know, somebody's been watching her and she like does not hate it. But anyway, um, he's like, you know, do you want me to get this other property for you? Like, do you want that house? And she's like, no, no, no. Cool. We're all cool here. I love this house. Great memories. Good times. And then she's finally like, oh, because he's still behind the shed. He will. He's not come out from behind the shed. So she's just talking to him like through a building. And she's like, "Okay." Well, here I go, cloppity clippity clop into my house now, and like no movement, no sound, no nothing. She's like, "All right then." <laughs> so, <laughs> that was silly and adorable. It's so cute. So then oh, she's thinking no. about like inviting him to all these festivals and feasts and stuff, but then September hits, 
And in the middle of the night, what like the the she she smells the scent first. And she's like, yeah. what is that like? It's mm-hmm. basically the Deidre from from Toxic Planet. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like the atmosphere well, of the house changes. Like breathing it in. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Except you find out later that it's like only her. Oh. Like it doesn't affect anyone oh my else. God, I can't. I fucking can't. I'm sorry. I didn't no, no, that that's one. great. No, so, do it. Okay. <laughs> It's just such a big romance. So it's adorable. So she hears him like start clomping around. Like there's a storm. That's what happens. There's a storm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. And then she yes. like finally hears him like pacing, and he he she follows him at one point like from one end of her house to another, and then, like right. back yeah. over to the stairs. And then she's like, I guess oh, I'm gonna no. go to sleep now because he just keeps on going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Well, she, and you know, I mean, and you think about it, like it's the spider legs. Yeah. So the here's is the like 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 the so it's it's not like normal footsteps right, right? i mean it's like and then like eventually like she hears it more and more and then there's like this like thumping that comes along with mm-hmm. it and it's like i never know that know that i really i feel like it's like his carapace or something like that or it's whatever. gotta be like right uh, it's uh, i we never really find out what he's doing up we there. don't i have a lot of fan <laughs> fic I in my like brain parts about it but and <laughs> yeah. yeah what are you gonna share no <laughs> so... <laughs> so maybe i'll pick your brain sometime. it's not it's not that <laughs> high level <laughs> so but sure. I bet the attic is full of spider webs. Like, that's what I'm picturing. It has to be. Like, the attic is just, like, this, like, like absolute, like huge architecture. Yeah, it has of, to like, be. His beautiful webs, right? Like, the diamonds mm-hmm. and, like, the... Okay, so one day, anyway, she's on. like, I have to do laundry, question mark. And she <laughs> grabs her basket, and she's, like, gonna go up the stairs to do her laundry or whatever. But suddenly, there's, like a looming hulking figure up the stairs in front of her and she's like no like <laughs> i've never i have not literally have not <laughs> laid eyes on you since you moved in in may sir and he is transformed okay yeah he his, is. his black hair yeah. is shiny and it's Thicker. I've seen the cover of this book. I mean, it was he's, total makeup. He's not a spindly. She finds out that no. he has either four or six arms. I sometimes couldn't like. It was. It's a lot. It's great. I, I, think, I think it's, it's four. four. I think it's. I four. think it was yeah. four. I th- and what I, well, the impression that I got was that it was four arms and four yeah, legs. that was my impression like, that's too. Just what I assumed. Okay, yeah. I'm glad we're okay. on the same page. Yeah. But sometimes it yeah. was like he had a hand here, and then he was tweaking a nipple with this one, and then another hand on my hip. I mean, there were so many hands. I mean, who can keep oh track? God. I mean, really. As an author, I can't even That's imagine. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's Katie like Robert next uses level from Katie's Barbies Barbie dolls. For the Maynash yeah. things. Yes. What do you do if you're a spider author? What do you do? You, like, duct tape some fucking arms on your Barbies. You, you duct tape them yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, that's, there's a reason why I haven't ventured into this. I mean, I've never done more than four appendages. Yeah. Like, that's... That's a next level. Oh my gosh, thing. I cannot. I'm just so excited for the horizons you're looking towards, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is really what your podcast is doing for me. It's giving me ideas. Yeah. <laughs> the bonkers writing jewel. <laughs> That's my actual um, dream. But he does wear a shirt. He has a sh- like a muscle he has shirt, a shirt with his four arms. And she's like, where did he get that 
but also <laughs> it like used to fit him and now he's so fucking muscly right. that he's like bursting right. out of it basically yeah oh basically, my gosh yeah. and like his coloring is better he's he's got a black mm-hmm. carapace and then his body is like a porcelain sort of white and he's got white markings all over the black yeah. parts of him and then yeah. we this is the the first time we get i think a description of or like a good description of his face because he mm-hmm. has yeah. he has two blue human eyes and then he yeah. has six black spider eyes that like blink in yeah. waves on his face yeah <laughs> she, she's like confused about where she should yeah. look and then just decides on she's the human like, ones the blue ones oh, let's and just all i all i could think was like wanting and like here's my fanfic mm. moment was wanting a scene from his point of view where oh he's like God. literally checking out all of her sexy parts at the yes. same time he's looking at her Whoa. eyes with all yes. different eyes all like, the he can look her in the eye and be checking you out. Oh at the yeah, same you time. don't know when he's exactly. looking at the goods because it's always so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> he's like, allow me, and she's like, and so she smells his muskiness. Okay, his dark cloud oh. of sexy. Yeah, I don't think he even knows that it's affecting no. her. No, he has no he idea. Has no poor idea. baby. Yeah, because and she doesn't know that he doesn't right. know. Like, oh, oh, and I forgot the thing where she goes out. She leaves the house and other people can smell it on her. Oh, yeah. Oh, she like gets weird looks from people. She's running errands. Do they know that it's like spider cologne? <laughs> no, because no, there's not very many Arachneans. Like they're very insular. They're very solitary. They're very secretive as a culture. Well, and he is away from Correct. his people for a reason we find out yeah. later. Like there's no one nearby that's his. Yeah. Family. Right. So yeah. because of that, like she's she's having to do big Googles the whole book, you know, about dietary stuff yeah. and, you know, cultural mm. whatever. And so yep. like the bank teller cannot make eye contact with her because of the musk that's just like lingering in her hair. Um, it's incredible. <laughs> Isn't that why she does the laundry? I don't know. I think maybe it might maybe. be. I can't remember what the laundry impetus was. <laughs> or no, maybe it was preparation for like one of the I think it was preparation for the Maybon feast. Yeah. Is yeah. that what it was? Okay. Yeah, the Maybon Because we're feast about to get to the titular feast, okay? Yeah. and But, like, leading up to the feast, she's all, like, lonely and starting to wonder. You know, oh, she talks about how, like, they would do the rituals with the witches and about the great right. It's, like, capital G, capital R. And oh. she fucking loved the great right, okay? Because she is socially awkward until it comes to her craft. And then she will sex magic with the fucking best of them, okay? I would like her to be my friend. She's like, I can't talk to people, but if there are two satyrs ready to DP me for the goddess, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Great right indeed. She describes this ritual where she like was it it was a satyr and a goat man who teamed her. Mm Incredible stuff. Wow. Are they different? It was actually very sexy the way it was described. Yeah. I was into it. Whew. It was good stuff. <laughs> oh. So she has experience, basically. She has yeah, experience. Yeah. She's a sexy bee. It's mm-hmm. fine. Okay. So he's like, allow me. And she's like musk addled. And she and so basically she just like is presenting her body and she's like, uh-huh. Like, whatever you want. I don't know. Allow she you to what? Yeah. <laughs> and then she realizes that it's just like to help her with her laundry. And she's like, oh, that's such a relief. 
I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. She was really like offering yeah. herself. Like she, it was like, oh, that's right. Cause he was like, can I help you with that? She was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally she's like, Anson, um, I just need you to know that like, if you ever need anything, like anything, you do not hesitate. I am a healing witch. I am a magic. And I mean anything. If you need anything, you just <laughs> come to my door. She actually says it like four to six times. Right, Melody, can I just say that I love when you read, when you act out things like that. And that voice you just did right now is why I cannot wait for you to read the Sex Planet books. Like, you were hilarious and it is amazing. Had to fan for a second. Because yes, that moment in the book is really bad. so funny. But she's like anything. He doesn't really respond. No, does he's he? like, he's just he's like, just like He's like sensory Very input, slower. taking it okay. in, and he's just like he sort of nods, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Okay," <laughs> and then he fucks off, <laughs> and so she's like, "I'm just sitting here in my own juices, fine." So <laughs> she, <laughs> so she goes to bed, and like she has been lulled to sleep these past weeks. It has been between like four and five weeks, I feel like. So she's mm-hmm. been lulled to sleep by his pacing, his his hard stomping pace all over the house. And it's and it's like the thumping. Yeah. Like she starts thumping. to like associate it with we like, don't know. Yeah, what you're doing right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I it's very... okay. My fanfic is that he is jerking it and he's jerking it so well that his Uh-oh. carapace is hitting the floor. That's bum, bum, my bum, bum, I think bum, you're bum, right. Bum, that must be what it is. <laughs> That's a good, I, you know, I had not thought of that. How did I not That's, think of that? Thank that you was my, for satisfying my curiosity of what the sound was. So, oh, and then, okay. And like, I don't know if it's here or a different time, but she is, she's woken up coming and it's an aroma yeah. orgasm. She has come yeah. on his heat Whoa. scent. Like his scent, like literally like gets dick like and up yes. in there. And it's like rubbing in all the right places, uh, like in her dreams. Yeah. It's so hot. Yeah. It's what's one of the beautiful things about this book, actually, is that like they don't touch. Like yeah. till like 60 or 70% through the book. And, the all, and I was like, just, time the there. fuck out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and but like it's it's so sexy yeah. at the same time mm-hmm. because she's like all over the smell. Yeah. The scent. Oh yeah. It's it's great. It's stuff. fabulous. Okay. So she wakes up in the middle of the night and she's like sweaty and she's turned on, of course. And she realizes mm-hmm. that like the reason is because it's silent. The house is silent. Yeah. He stopped moving. Yeah. For the first yeah time. And suddenly she's like, oh my God, is he okay? Is he dead? Does he did need he my healing did- in some way? And like, did he? Did- did the heat like he's she says more than once that like the agony of being in heat like this poor man yeah oh no how did he must be in pain oh. and then she's like did it kill him like did he mm-hmm. die like but then she's worried just my justification next time yeah so i'm gonna <laughs> die okay like <laughs> service me okay that's what i need <laughs> It's about healing. But I will say, I will say one thing that I think is underutilized in romance novels is the sleep come. It's one of my favorite Mm. things. It's one of my favorite devices to like show just how 
on the edge the character is all the time like waking up in uh-huh. orgasm is i mean it's just magical so anyway i mean it's beautiful yeah, yeah. so she hears a knock knock and it's like the quietest like if if he had been right. walking like around so she wouldn't have heard it or if she had been as like he's so quiet so that like if she's asleep she won't no. hear it so he won't wake her no, up won't wake her up it's so but cute. she's so awake because she's ready to get that d <laughs> so she <laughs> she goes over was that a knock <laughs> she's like can do i can i open the door or is it just my legs like either way is fine with me <laughs> So she goes over to the door and opens it and he's just like standing there silent and she has to like look way, way up because he's so big. And he says, you said if I need anything. And she goes, "Uh uh-huh. What what can I do for you? (laughs) What is it? And then he starts backing her up toward the bed and he is (gasps) cock out, glistening with pre-cum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's totally shirtless. I really envision it that the cock enters the door first. Oh. And she definitely says it, and it's, it's bobbing. Fully. Like, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's bobbing and weaving all the way over. He didn't really mean to knock. And <laughs> oh, my God. Up. He didn't mean to knock, Jenny. It was just the thump, thump of his cock on the door. <laughs> you know, maybe that's why it was so gentle. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Okay, but. The description of the cock was pretty good, We have too. to describe the dick for Jenny. I don't know. Should I just read yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I had it highlighted. Oh, it yeah. was long and it beautiful. Was... I mean, the description was all long of it was long and beautiful. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it has multiple sections, Jenny. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We had a segment. <laughs> okay. Here I got before? it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, his cock, she realized, backing up until her legs hit the bed, was already distended, gleaming black like the rest of his spider half, larger than anything she would have dared imagine, and shaped like nothing she'd ever seen before. Three black orbs, the largest sprouting from the slit in his arachnid abdomen and decreasing slightly toward the tip, dotted with the same white markings he bore on his back and legs— ending in a head that seemed to open like a flower, a rounded tip softening the point of it. Her eyes traced up the gleaming black cock, taking in the textured ridges, moving up the underside, joining the black orbs in a way that made her whimper, ending at the glimmering at the tip, where a silvery drop of precum oozed in the moonlight, bobbing slightly as he advanced into the room. <laughs> that is fucking she poetry. She the tip of it. As a lily, like in the next paragraph or something, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful poetry, cock poetry. And so she goes, Am am I able to help? (laughs) 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 And it says the tremor in her voice had nothing to do with fear. He nodded again. And she goes, is it a heat? She gasped out as he continued his approach. (laughs) And so it says, another silent nod, confirming her guess, and Ladybug squared her shoulders. She was uncertain and timid 90% of the time, but she was steadfast in her craft. Then you must let me help, she insisted, as if his shimmering (laughs) cocktip wasn't nearing her lips at this very moment. I'm a healer. I can help you. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. 
the parallel to like the antibodies here yeah. of like <laughs> but this is the sexist healing you just drug, need right? your medicine you just it's need fine. it it's just i can help it's for, you for the good yeah it's for their for their own good health that's right yeah. right okay so she exactly. decides that she's gonna attack this with a blowjob and this is the first time they touch this is the first time they touch is like mouth yes. to dick yes yeah. oh i'm into that and actually i really love this mm-hmm. like this is one of my things like in the 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 second book in the in the quarantine series it's like mouth to cock first touch yes i love that it's like actually a trope that yeah jenny and i are both a sucker for cunnilingus before kissing oh yeah oh it's great yeah Yeah. it's (laughs) what's the point of writing a bockers book if you can't do things like that this is what i'm saying yeah if you can't start ass up over a piano i don't want to be here (laughs) you know so exactly. you can't have you know what I'm necrophilia saying. melody <laughs> what what <laughs> oh my god <laughs> robin we have a story for you later it is not for the podcast Uh-oh. okay <laughs> okay i can't <laughs> so, <laughs> um jenny found out what a truly truly insane brainstorming partner i can be like just <laughs> depraved <laughs> Um, oh, I need somebody to be like, too far, Jenny, too far. And it's not never to be gonna like, be me. But what if? Oh, yeah. Why would you even <laughs> think that Melody would be that person? <laughs> like, I could have told you that was. If you're looking for someone to say, put on the brakes, you'd probably want to go somewhere. Else. Yeah. Stop, I don't stop have that person in my life. <laughs> Isn't she a gem, though? Oh, I mean, do you really want to tell will be better you for down? her. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. We really, we had a conversation the other day, and I was like, Jenny, did you ever envision yourself where you were going to be the sane partner in a business relationship? I, I Jenny fucking Nordback is the one who's like, time out. Is this too far? Like, if we crossed a line here... Versus, like, I normally am like, is there a line? Is like, there? is there really a line? Oh, or have I'll you just not line. justified it properly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so she goes for the blowjob. And what I love about this blowjob is that, so he's gigormous, right? Like, there's no way it's going to uh-huh. fit down her throat. Yeah, no. Except that that pre-cum does make her tongue tingle. Okay? There was some tingling mm-hmm. action. Mm-hmm. And then he very gently grabs onto her head. And there are talons. He has yes, talons. Oh. oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Holy shit. It's great. I didn't know I was into that, actually, like that. that was I know, just like the level me. of danger that it puts in there. And yet he's so uh-huh. competent with them later on. Uh-huh. That, like, it's, yeah. He knows what to do with them. It's mind-blowing. Okay. So uh-huh. he grabs onto her head and he sort of like very gently guides her forward and she she angles so that he can get further down her throat. And mm-hmm. then the tingling goes down her throat to the point where like it's it's a kind of a numbing agent. Whoa. So Right. Yeah, I'm not sure I've really completely how did you understand this? I, I want your point of view. My on understanding this. is that the precom is sort of similar to his venom. Where it's not necessarily an oh. aphrodisiac, but it helps open things up. And I think it desensitizes. Yes, it's a relaxant. Yes. It desensitizes. Yes. And so he can go uh-huh. like a little bit further. And so he fucks her throat for a little uh-huh. while. And then yeah. he's like. Yeah. So it's basically like she, a laryngoscopy. Like he's 
Yeah. His dick is alluring to scope. A little and bit. He's just... <laughs> yeah, he's going to find out what's in there. Yeah. You know? Are you healthy? I mean, and she likes... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she likes it. I mean, like, you know, a couple of times she says she's at home with, you know, being a doll for, for his Yeah. Pop. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's very yeah. into it. She's into and so, it. And then he's like, oh, my God. Okay, hold on. Okay. Where does it say? Where does it say? That's very good, he murmured, running one of those talon-like nails over her swollen bottom lip. A very nice treat. But that's not what I need, little bug. Oh, it's <laughs> not what he needs, little bug. And then the next thing he says is, do you trust me, little bug? And she realizes, mm-hmm. you know, after doing three more pages of hot stuff, that yes, she super trusts him. And then he says, he says... You do me a great honor, he murmured, deep and pitch black, a hot caress against her neck. <laughs> Such a fair, delicate mate, and I swear it on my life, I will never bring you harm. <laughs> and then he does start tying her the fuck up. Aww. He makes a web in between yeah. her, like, uh... The bed posts. That's the one. Yeah. I had, like, blanked on the built-in bondage no, of the Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so fantastic. Like, and, yeah, the built-in bondage. But, like, she, like, talks about how beautiful the webs are. Like, yeah, in detail. Like, so it's the most beautiful thing that had ever encased her body kind <gasps> of thing going on. Right? Oh like, my, it was, yes. like, delicate yes. and, like, diamond and, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh, my it. God. And also it was, it like holds her like legs to an angle that she like wouldn't be able to hold. Mm -hmm. So it's like Mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah. So he, he, he ties her open. Okay. (laughs) At the ankles. And then he also, he doesn't tie her hands, but he puts her hands above her head with one of his arms. And then when he takes his hand away to like touch up all over her body, she can move her arms, but there's enough of, like, a stickiness that yeah. if she doesn't, like, actively move, she her hands are stuck up there. Yeah, she just gets to just lay there and get fucked. Yeah. It's beautiful. She gets to starfish the hell out. Uh-huh. And, like, it's hot, though. It's amazing. I like this. I like it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then he says, let me have you, little bug. <laughs> Woo! And she's, like, super into it. So then... Mm-hmm. He's, like, kissing her and, you know, doing all the things. But then she realizes that, like, the moonlight catches the gleaming white fangs that he bared. Oh, that's right. And then she That was reali- a huge surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she gets really scared. Yeah. It says, and she realized his intent with a strangled yelp. Wait, you, you don't need to do that. I'm receptive. I'm <laughs> 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 receptive. It's so <laughs> oh my god it made me so happy yes what a great word choice and so really? it says Aranean venom was a powerful aphrodisiac and she knew that because of like potions that she's had to make before mm. and then he goes i appreciate that he emphasized <laughs> stroking her teeth with the edge of that lethal nail but your enthusiasm will have its limits. Females of my kind are much larger than males, and you're only a human. I don't wish to damage you, little bug. This will help. That's very thoughtful. It's really nice. God, that's so hot, though. Oh, my, oh God. my God. It's like, numb me up so that you can, like, do your worst. Yes. Oh, my oh God. God. 
So they have that sex, man. Boy, do they. And at first, it's like not fun. Um, yeah, like the, the first... first time she's like, this doesn't feel good. Or yeah. she says it's uncomfortable and it burns. And then right. it's like he, he then it's like he like discovers where her clitoris is. And he's like, well, uh, no, oh, it's not even that. Yeah. Not yet. Oh, 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 no. oh. did I get ahead? So, so he comes because like it's been weeks, right? Right. Yeah. And then he like looks down at her and, and it says, I was about to tell him like, you know, time out on the field here. We like let me mm-hmm. down. Except that he he snips a couple of the strings with that lethal nail and then mm-hmm. he cha- he lifts her up and he changes the angle and he reties her up real quick. Mm-hmm. And then he does dick her again and it's like the good stuff now. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. when she when she starts like moaning in pleasure, he literally says, oh, there we are. <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> it's like, there we oh, are. Yes. Oh, now that's the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes so hard that she does invite him to basically which Thanksgiving. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so it yeah. Happens. That was so cute for it real. Really she like in the middle of their sex play, like invites him to like, yeah join her for the maybon feast and it's mm-hmm. really really cute because she's like you know you can join me like after you've rested and then like a paragraph goes by and then it says then we shall break tomorrow evening if it would please you little bug for your feast day so she's thinking <laughs> he's gonna need time to like recuperate get his ish back together and meanwhile he's thinking i guess we can stop fucking to we eat can your take feast. A break. like, <laughs> so, like oh I, think, I think it was 12 times in yeah. one, a night or like in like a 12 hour period oh yeah it's and there like, was like are, are you to the part where there was a bucket under the web that was like catching his release his glimmering. It, it oh, says I love a bucket. That it, he had come in her <laughs> so much that it was swishing around in the web under her. Oh, it's in the web. The swish, web was swish, holding swish. it. Glimmering oh, fucking sperms yeah. I hope all he's over the hydrating. Yeah. I really hope somebody yeah, right? is. Hopefully there was some refreshment in the Goodness room. Goodness gracious. You've got to get some electrolytes up in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, Okay. There we are. I just got to that part and it makes me so happy. Yes. Oh my gosh. And then, so he says, let me hear how I please you, little bug. And after like a giant hot paragraph Mm -hmm. in italics, it says, um, dark mother, I'm sorry for the pitiful excuses of celebration. I knew not what I was being deprived. (laughs) She's like, two satyrs? Harumph! (laughs) There was like a couple spots, one spot where he like, okay, where the segments of his cock were like, like, had her g-spot yeah, pressed yeah. together which she called her goddess spot yes. or something like that like she it literally the referred spot. the goddess spot and mm-hmm. then she literally like called her orgasm like like a, a worship of the goddess or yeah. something like that it was fantastic it's wonderful and so since it's like three orbs you know it's almost like um i don't know it's almost like a it sounds like a balloon yes you know the well, she yes! actually does say that like when he goes in it feels like her stomach was ballooning <laughs> yes 
<laughs> I'm picturing when you like make the balloon dog yeah. and you like it yeah, starts like as like yeah. one long one, but then you like twist it and it makes it into like bloop, bloop. Yes, bloop. exactly. And so each of those bloops so. do hit her G spot every time. Bloop, 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 bloop. Mm-hmm. Every time he thrusts in and out. Oh my lord. Okay. <laughs> Plus the ridges. There were also ridges. Oh, because I mean, yeah, you'd be going yeah. bloop, 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 yes. bloop, 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Listen, if you're not in the temple and you're not seeing this video, you're missing out. (laughs) Okay, and then he comes so hard that he looks at her and he says, no other will take you as a mate. And then after a long, hot paragraph, it says, no other will mate you while I draw breath, little bug. I swear it to you. Oh, Oh, shit. So hot. So hot. She's just like, huh? (laughs) She just even oh my god i have this highlighted he'd come into her close to a dozen times by then the web woven basin he'd created beneath her sloshing with his shimmering release (laughs) that's the part i couldn't wait for sloshing with his shimmering release it makes me so happy that's a great verb can that be the episode title oh yes of course (laughs) sloshing with his shimmering release Uh (laughs) oh my god Okay, so now he, he's like, maybe we should give you a little napsies. And he, like, tucks her in and he takes care he of her. He gives her a bath, right? Like, he, like... Does he do that now? I think it's or is after. that later? I think oh, it's I'm after, sorry. yeah. I jumped ahead. No, it doesn't matter. The only thing I need you to know about this is that she does wake up blindfolded and it is hot. Oh, right. Yes! Yeah. And then they do that. some, like, from the behind nonsense. Oh, yeah. And he, like, you know, uses the web to, like, turn her over and... Then, then he like he sucks some <gasps> of the venom out of his mouth, and then he does like just put it straight onto her clit, and he oh, does like right, a the venom, venom a sucker, a venom action. sucker fish on her clit, and so oh, fantastic. Oh Jesus! And so like, Melody is doing a venom sucker fish face. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> such great motions, Melody. It's fantastic. I'm in heaven. This is my heaven. It was beautiful. I can't believe this is my job. God. No. My life is the best. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, and then he says no God has ever been gifted with such a sweet. Oh my God. Wait, I'm sorry. Because he then uses the web to like flip her over so that his mouth is underneath her. And then it says. Oh, right. He goes underneath her and he says that he drinks from her cunt like a chalice. Like a chalice. Like a chalice. Love it. I feel like this is a Sierra Simone moment. Like sex is holy. It's like, so yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then she's like, so can you tell me more about this like heat thing? And he's like, it's it's honestly never been like this before. Oh. All of the males in my culture or in my species, I guess, go into heat like twice a year. But if there's not a receptive female around, then it just like goes away. It's actually quite sad. Yeah, because he's like, yeah. it's never been like this before. I don't know why it's not supposed to be like this unless there's a receptive female around. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and, I don't know why it's happening like yeah. this this time. He's like, I don't know why it's like this. And in her in her monologue it says she knew the reason though <laughs> she, doesn't in, she doesn't admit it to him not yet he still doesn't know oh my god okay so sad because here's where we find out what his deal is yeah so he gives her a bath afterwards and she totally opens up to him first and he's oh, like washing got, her oh, hair right. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's washing her hair and it's like gorgeous. And he's like mm-hmm. being so careful with her. This is also Love where hand washing hair, hair yeah. washing porn. Oh God. It's yeah. Beautiful. Hair washing and feet washing are two uh-huh. things that like really, really do it. As like the after. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Completely. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is also where she realizes that he is a slinky man because he picks her up and takes her to the bathroom and it's like oh, right. lightning fast and she doesn't hear a fucking thing. Right. <sighs> where he's so silent and she's like, Oh, fuck. He's been everywhere, hasn't he? (laughs) She literally (laughs) thinks to herself, it was the horniness that made him clumsy. (laughs) He was so horny for me. (laughs) He's a clumsy. Oh, it's so good that I healed him. The thumping was his three different dragging on the ground. (laughs) Oh, the segments of the cock. That was the thumping Uh on the floor. (laughs) That's so good. Okay. So then she sort of just bears it all to him. And she tells him that this was her year. She had been like sort of an intern witch for a lot of years. And it was her first year to like become a credentialed member of the coven. And they do like a ceremony. And then they all take flight together. And that is the sort of annual thing that they do for every coming of witch age kind of situation. But Mm -hmm. this year... There was a new head crone, and yep. this head crone wanted to see how far she could push everyone. Oh, my God. Horribleness. Do you want me to say it, or do you want to say it? It's up to you, man. Whatever you're most comfortable with. I mean, she, like, had to do, like, a different... I don't know what the word is. It's a different kind of potion. Potion for like a flying thing or something. And Ladybug has all kind of like recipes she knows from her aunts that she knows she could use. And this new crone is like, you will use my recipe and my recipe alone. And And it's been illegal for years. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. For good reason. Because you have to have a baby you gotta put a baby in there the potion and he's like oh to make the potion to make the potion to make the potion and anzan's like wait uh, what kind of baby like what species right and she's like it doesn't matter yeah she's like it it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter which because and she says it's because it had a potion can only be made with something that's a sacrifice of the person who's making the potion. Right. But if it's a sacrifice from someone else, then the potion won't work. So she's yeah. like, basically like, this is bad morally and bad witchery as well. Yeah. It's like bad <laughs> practice, you know? Yeah. So she knows that no matter, not only does she know it's incredibly wrong and repulsive and horrible, but she's also mm-hmm. like, I'm not murdering any kind of baby for a potion that definitely won't work, especially when we have 18 other potions that I've seen used over the years for this exact ceremony. And it's just this crone wanting to see how far she can push the limits of her power and like how how much control she has over the newest crop. Yeah. And I forgot like how there's like a real theme about identity in this story Mm. for her because she talks a lot about like how being a witch is her identity yeah she says if i'm not a witch then what am i yeah if she's Mm. separated from her coven then is she still a witch Mm -hmm. and i think here's around when she comes to realization like yes i will always be a witch whether i'm with them or not i can practice on my own i don't need those 
horrible murderers murderers yeah. exactly baby killers yeah. baby killers fuck that <sighs> yeah and i think that's the exact seed that's planted earlier she i think she literally says baby killers and i was Did like weird really? that's a weird thing oh, she just said that's out loud. a weird okay, thing to call people <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's a that's kind of a dramatic ladybug okay insult. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so she tells him all of this and then it's like very very quiet for a little while and then he says marriage is the most important thing in my culture and having a daughter get married can bring a family out of poverty because basically the males come with the dowry it's opposite and it yeah. says having two boys in a family is basically break like it'll break them there's no way yeah. they can take care of them there's no way that they can like afford to realize this this thing that they have to do in their their culture and so he says on a regular basis, the second son is cast out. And she looks back at him yeah. and she says, cast out? And he's like, mm -hmm. yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, we're both we're both outcasts. Like we were both yeah. literally cast out by our main social circle. Yeah. But they found each other. And then they yeah. found each other. And and she says, like, she has to thank the mother and the goddess and, you know, all this stuff for, like, this faded thing that these two outcasts found each other. Oh, my gosh. So then they do the Maybon feast. And she does all her spells and her rituals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, she checking out the goods. She gets naked under the moon. Yep. She's very <laughs> he's excited like, I get about to it. Openly watch you with all of my eyes now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and then, have to yeah. And then he's like, "What's what's next, little bug?" And she's like, "Well, I think I'm gonna need you to to build like a fuck web at least eight feet off the ground. Like, do you think yeah, that's gonna yeah, work she for needs you? A fuck web. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, she I think I can do web. that." <laughs> yeah. His smile is like, "Oh, honey, that's <laughs> not the child's play." Here we go. <laughs> and then as they're like, you know, eating or whatever, she looks at him and she's like. It was me. And he's like, <laughs> it was you? What is that? What are you even oh. talking about? <laughs> and the, the book oh. ends. Okay, hold on. I'm going to find it. The book. Ah. so funny. Oh the book God. ends with her saying, me. It was me. I'm the reason your heat was so hot. I smelled you. I wanted you. But I didn't know it was you. I didn't know I wanted you, you. I smelled you and I started dreaming of... It doesn't matter. It was me. I was the receptive female. I think I would have smelled you from the other side of the world. Oh, it's so... Oh, there's my heart just like... Oh, oh. Yeah, and then he's like, it took you long enough to let me know, little bug. And they're like, now they're planning Samhain. Like, they're planning all the witchy holidays together. He lives it's there so forever. Cute. There are faded mates. It's adorable. It's uh -huh. so cute. It's so it's so hot. Uh-huh. What a tasty This thing was perfect. Snack. It was. It was just lovely, like... Delicacy. She did a lot with 72 pages. I, I know. So much. And it's beautiful. Like, the touch waits so long. Like, it's a nice slow burn. Mm -hmm. I mean, in its shortness. 
know? Right. That's the thing. I usually can only take a true slow burn in novella right. form. If it's a full. <laughs> I, well, I know that's how. I mean, you've read my books. I, mean, I get real mad. I, I, I kind of don't even write slow burn. It's fine. I just know that's not one of my chapter skills. three, and no one is fucking that's right. Yet. That's right. <laughs> take your antibodies. This is true. Like, literally, my goal is usually how do I get it in chapter one, mm-hmm. chapter three? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so people if you want slow burn this is the go to yeah it's go-to. really it was really yeah. good like writing novellas i feel like is an art form of its own oh it is just because you have to do so much so uh-huh. efficiently and she nailed it and she's so detailed with like all of her the world building stuff my mm-hmm. goodness i mean and it's like you i mean because all the series are inter intertwined right yeah like it's yeah like she goes to a troll hairdresser at some point during this like (laughs) we don't you don't even there's a bunch of stuff that happens that we didn't even cover so like you should definitely read yeah we didn't even cover her regular everyday today life is described (laughs) yeah all right i think we need some aftercare give us some aftercare yeah Mm -hmm. i was just gonna talk about like how i'm literally on a sierra simone bender right Ooh. now it's a good place to be yeah. i mean it is beautiful and i will just like where are you in the Sierra simone I, universe i'm not like i'm a i'm a taster <laughs> i read like i mean obviously i've read the like american queen series but i just yeah. read like the first book and like the ivy series and then the thorn chapel thorn chapel just read the first one of that and like i've read the the two of the first two in the the new series and i just I like go i just go very slowly and savor but her mm-hmm. core theme of like sex is holy yes is just like my absolute crack and it just it just it makes me feel better it just makes me feel better yeah i could just eat that core theme every day of my life for the rest of my life and feel good about it it's fantastic most definitely i mean there there are so many parallels in like the core story that you and sierra simone generally tell you know you uh, you do it in very different ways but yeah Yeah, i mean yeah she's just i aspire i aspire (laughs) (laughs) she's a genius don't we all oh my god yeah absolute genius All right, mine is not super bonkers. It's a fandom hearts novel by Kathy Yardley, and it's called One True Pairing. I love Kathy Yardley. I love Kathy Yardley, yeah. So this one is all about a former child grifter and a famous, like, supernatural sort of show-style actor. And it's at the very first con for their show. And so it's got like all my geeky stuff that I just love. There's a there's a convention. I don't know. It's sort of like a love letter to fandom too, which made me really, really mm. happy. And there's even some intrigue toward the end. So wow. it does a lot. My goodness. Yeah. Look at these yeah, authors hey. that can get so much in. It's I know. Really impressive. Yeah. Very skillful. Mine is The Brutal Prince by Sophie Lark. Katie Robert had just read it, and we have such similar tastes, and I've been looking for this, Uh like, really specific flavor of darker romance, and this, like, gets pretty damn close to hitting what I was looking for. It's not quite there, but Tell me the flavor. Like, what was the flavor? What is flavor? Okay, so the flavor is, like, Uh like, I wanted him to be mean, and I wanted them to be mean to each other, Mm. and... 
So, like, they are in Chicago. They're from rival mob families. He's got, like, the Irish mob family. She's the Sicilian mafia family. And at the beginning, it's, like, she and her brothers crash his sister's birthday party. Mm. And, like, she gets sort of trapped in the library. And he, the the hero whose name I don't remember because I don't remember names, it's like fine. comes in and is sitting in the chair and she like can't get out without him knowing that she's been snooping in the house. So she comes up with this plan where she's going to like just light the edge of the curtain on fire in the fireplace Incredible. and then like distract him and run out the door. But like the curtain goes up like in flames instantly. Whoa. She when he walked in the door had like been looking at a pocket watch on the mantle and like panicked and just stuffed it in her pocket. <laughs> So now she has set their house on fire and absconded with a family heirloom oh like, accidentally. That's brilliant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and so he like catches a glimpse of her and is like, fuck that. This rival mob family just tried to like burn my fucking house down and they've taken my grandfather's pocket watch mm. that's like my most valued possession. So he does get his like right-hand assassin man, oh, his enforcer. Shit. And they, like, go and hunt down the girl and her youngest brother. She has, like, two big, beefy mob brothers. But this brother is, like, an athlete. He's, like, a gonna-be-in-the-NBA kind of guy. Okay, all right. And they do get into an altercation and, like, beat the hell out of each other. And the enforcer, like, stomps on her brother's knee. <gasps> and, like, he's gonna need knee surgery. Oh, no. And so she Violet. does take the pocket watch and chuck it into the lake. <laughs> and he is, like... That's awesome! devastated and goes after it so now it's like both families are like suiting up for war they're gonna wow. they've just stomped his knee yeah and, i'm getting you know, very montague's the capulets from mm-hmm. this story and so the two like patriarchs of the family are like fuck this like we have too many enemies in other places the the hero is like supposed to be running for alderman there's an election about to happen and they're like no we're not doing this like this has gone on for too long we've lost too many people in this feud you two are getting married oh, in like two weeks. Yes. <laughs> and they fucking hate each other. And so like it's like a range marriage. Dis- like that. Like, oh no, it absolutely is. And they're like not about it. Crazy. And she has her mother died when she was young and she's grown up just like running around with her brothers. So she like doesn't want to wear a dress. And they're having mm-hmm. to like force her to try and act like the lady Ooh. that's supposed to be his wife. Oh. And so it's stuff like she finds out he has a strawberry allergy. So (laughs) she like eats a bunch of strawberries right before the wedding. And then when he kisses her at the altar, he like goes into anaphylactic shock and has to spend the wedding night in the hospital. And she like goes to the wedding suite and is just like Netflix and chill by myself. This seems like a good arrangement. But then he does get revenge on her the next day and, like, holds her fucking head under the water until she thinks she's going to (laughs) drown to be like, now you know how it feels not to be able to breathe. Like, was that a good time? And then he gets, like, so jealous he almost murders someone in public. And Uh it's... I read it in, like, one giant gulp. I just, like, started it, read the whole thing, put it down, and was like, yep, that scratched me. (laughs) So raw. I love it. That makes me really happy. (laughs) So So many goodies in that. If if someone is listening and has, like, darker romance wrecks, my, like, one 
I loved everything about it. So this isn't like criticism of that book, but mm-hmm. the flavor I'm looking for is like he was so justified every time he was being mean to her. Mm-hmm. Like it was fully justified from his perspective. And I want it to be like a little less justified. Like I want him to be a little meaner to where you're like, is this okay? So if somebody has <laughs> Yo, like that you want more boundaries sweet pushing. Spot, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. My writer self is storing all this away, by the way. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I love hearing you all say you want more boundary pushing. My inner child just goes, yes! <laughs> <It's exciting. laughs> it's great. And you just had the, is it the fourth book yeah. now in the, the Alien, alien quarantine. quarantine Rescue series? Yeah, the yes. Invisible Quarantine Alien just came out last week. I have been um, informed it is the filthiest thing that some people have ever read. I received several messages on release day about it. Uh Like ever? Just of mine. I believe it's just ever. ever. Let me find it. You're kidding. No, I'm pretty sure you knocked some people. I mean, I know it's the filthiest thing of of mine that I've Mm. written for sure. Like I've been advertising that for sure. And Cherish Reed is a romance author who's just the sweetest thing and Every author's dream, how much she loves my books. And she emailed me after she read her review copy and she was just like, filthy masterpiece, was what she said. Uh. I laughed for days. Filthy masterpiece. I mean, like, does it, as an author, does it get any better than that? Like, for a bonkers author, like, I I feel like this is my piece de resistance like it's it's done (laughs) i'll give up now let me read you um i don't know if she wants to be identified but katie is a broad enough name that uh (laughs) katie sent me so sorry to bother you but if you get the chance invisible alien quarantine might be the dirtiest book i read this year just throwing that out for a recommendation (laughs) to you (laughs) i cannot stress the importance of reading this one it's so good in all caps so dirty yum Thank you. Oh, God, that's awesome. Thank you. So am I I supposed to, like, give hints, like, spoilers as to what makes it so filthy? Or do you all not want to know? She was like, I don't want to give you spoilers, but I... I'm getting from the title there might be some invisibility happening. Well, yeah, there's definite invisibility happening. Well, I can give you the premise, like, the startup of it. Yeah, Yeah. So, like, she, the heroine has been MIA, like completely missing in action from like the first I've three books. I've been so books. excited for this hero. But yeah, like, and so nobody's really knows why she went missing. Like her, like she just took off into the wilderness, like when they all peaced out from civilization oh, yeah. from the pandemic. And they don't really know why she just left, just packed a pack and took off on the trail. Oh shit. And you find out that the reason why she did it is because she really likes random hookups like really really and she knew if she stayed around people any longer she was gonna cave and get herself all virused up having random sex with people yeah that's smart of her yeah so she pieced out to like get away from everybody but of course i mean you find this out at the end of the previous book so if you've read the other books this isn't a giveaway um that she uh caves right before the hero gets there right before (gasps) ghost gets there she meets a dude and so he literally walks in or shows up like lands beside her tent and she's like having sex with another guy incredible 
And he's, and your virus I've, will kill you in like 24 hours, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it three. It takes three days to show up. I okay. Mean, to be clear, this is entirely fictional virus. Yeah. I called it Verona to make fun of. <laughs> but it eats because you from the inside out, and it it just has all other. It's yeah. completely. It's a completely fictional thing. It does not exist. <laughs> yeah, but um, it does. Don't sell yourself short. You talked to epidemiologists and all the business. Yes, and so it's I scientifically have a friend accurate. She literally works for the state lab. So she literally plays with the virus every day for Whoa. her job, who I consulted as to how to make it. Yeah, that literally there's such a thing as like a virus could potentially. Does not exist, but could potentially yeah. be something that's activated in the presence of other people that's dormant. In which case, it's perfectly plausible there could be aliens who arrive with antibodies. Agreed. Precisely. And exactly. so she like she's in she's like in a world of hurt at this point. Yeah. She's literally taken her life in her hands by having sex with this guy. And it's not yeah, just yeah. because they have no condoms. Like it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's ninety-nine percent likely giving her the virus and she's just like, you know what, I deserve to die. Let's do it again. And she just, it's just like, and like basically having like hate sex with her, like, like I hate myself sex. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And he just bursts in and (gasps) goes full like beast mate rage and just rips the guy's throat out. (laughs) Incredible! (laughs) Amazing. I'm so proud of myself. I love it It when they do murders. It's so great. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you some one other thing. Murder as totally... love language. <laughs> but she can't see Second him. only to mounting yeah. his head on a pike. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? So she can't, but she can't Bring see him. Sack. So she doesn't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so she it just looks like exorcist happened. And... Oh, that's scary as shit. And she's so terrified of, die, of having to die of the virus that she literally gets on her knees and is like, please kill me too oh and it's funny. like you know i mean this is how i like turn like bonkers things into like things that make you cry yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> like, right yeah even though you're supposed to laugh at the same time but the other thing that i really wanted to spoil to tell you all about is that i decided to make him a ha- like that ghost has a, a seed killer shot but he has a what he shoots his balls with a like birth control <laughs> It's a seed, like kills his seed, so that he can't make her pregnant. I love it. Very considerate of him. Yes, yeah. Shoot it into your balls. Like a man who takes responsibility. Okay. He decides if she's got the virus, he doesn't want her to have to. He he consults the doctor. (laughs) It's like if I give myself the seed killer shot, will it affect the antibodies? The doctor says no. Of course not. Because he doesn't want to worry about her not. getting pregnant while she's fighting off the virus. Aww. That's so sweet. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Shoot himself in the balls to protect her. <laughs> that is love. Yes. If people aren't shooting themselves in the balls, I don't think I'm into it anymore. Oh, no. My husband's going to be real mad. Uh-oh. I mean, you did set the bar for Valentine's <laughs> gifts when he does cut a piece of his heart out and put it in a fucking necklace for her in the first one. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it is a precedent, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Is it your actual heart in a locket? <laughs> no. Well, hmm. Seems like you're not trying very hard, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having Even... me. You all are such a joy. I love your work, your podcast. You all are we love your such work. a gift. Thank you. We love you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, RM Virtues is joining us to recap a favorite movie within Romancelandia, <laughs> The Mummy. I had never seen it before. And now she gets why Brendan Fraser is so hot. Holy fuck. I have been educated. <laughs> and if you would like to hear it happen in real time, you can see my education unfurl. Oh, it was a beautiful thing to witness. <laughs> if you like the show, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Mel is shooting for the stars and has made a goal of 500 reviews by the end of 2022. Mm. And I'm brainstorming silly shit that we could do uh, as a celebration for that. Uh-huh. But we need your help to do it. So... The more reviews we get, the more apps recommend us to new listeners, which is a big deal for us. Yeah. And if you're curious about other ways to support the show, check out our Patreon equivalent, The Temple of Defiant Joy. You can find it on our website, bonkersromance.com slash temple. It's also linked in the show notes because we adore you and we want to make <laughs> things easy. When you join, you get the final episode of each month, videos of regular episodes. Some tiers include the book club where you get arcs and so much more for as little as $5 a month. And you can follow us everywhere on social media. We're at Bonkers Romance. So go enjoy <laughs> your next Bonkers read. And remember, is it really love if they're not injecting spermicide straight into their balls? <laughs> that was a dry read for Jenny, and I am delighted by her reaction. <laughs> I love your brain. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>